Hello and welcome to a new episode of Other Record Labels. I'm your host, Scott Orr, where we talk about the art and culture of running an independent record label. And today's interview is with Kayam Records. And we're talking with the artist and founder, Jennifer O'Connor. This is a very uh, fun episode. We talk a lot about, right off the the bat, we talk a lot about what it's like being an artist on your own label, um, which has its own challenges, but is also very fun. We also talk a lot a little about uh, licensing and sync licensing. Jennifer had a really cool placement we, we chat about in this episode. I think you're going to find it extremely helpful. Thank you so much, by the way, for being a listener. And I want to thank our um, initial patrons who have joined our Patreon. We just launched a couple weeks ago. In fact, if you stay to the end of this episode, uh, we talk about it a little bit. Uh, and then there are bonus uh, there are bonus exclusives for our patrons. And so f- on our interview episodes, what we do is we ask uh, a few more questions um, at the end of the interview after the regular interview is done. And then we play this great game called, now that's what I call trivia. And basically they have to pick, um, I-, I give them a song title and an artist name, and they have to tell me what uh, edition of now that's what I call music that it appeared on. And, and they basically have... Uh, a shot between like one and 115, I think we're at now. So this has been a fun game. I've been playing with all of our guests for the last couple of months. It's hilarious. Uh, If they win, they get $100 um, to their charity of their choice, which is awesome, which is probably just their own label. Um, But anyhow, it's been going really well. And uh, so please consider supporting the podcast. Go to patreon.com. That's spelled P-A-T-R- eon.com slash other record labels. We also have a page dedicated on our website. You could find at otherrecordlabels.com slash Patreon, or you can just click the, click, click the links on our website. Thank you so much for being a supporter if you are, and thank you for being a listener. Here's what I want to talk to you about hey. first. Um, so you have a record coming out in a month or so, your own album. Yes. <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> Thank you. Um, how do you handle releasing your own records on your own label? Is it awkward? Is it easier because you're more intimate with the project? Talk to me about that process. Cause I mean, I'm the same way and I know a lot of our listeners self-release stuff. Uh, talk to me about that. It's so intriguing. It's tricky as I'm sure, you know, um, I've released a handful of my own records on my label, Kayam, and also released records on other labels. There's pros and cons to, to both, you right. know what I mean? And, you know, it's, and to be honest, it's, it's been, it's been a bit different every time. This time is different just because of the time we're living in. Yeah. So everything's <laughs> kind of different, but, um, but, um, yeah, it, it can be difficult, but I, and, and the label is pretty much just me. So, right. you know, I, I, I usually hire out for certain aspects that I would normally oftentimes do myself when it's my album because it's it's a little bit oh. you know, as you said awkward you know yeah okay um, what like what kind of stuff like pr like, and yeah, yeah um i am doing radio a little bit on my own this time just cuz you know uh, it everything seems digital anyway nowadays sure. so it, there there's not too much involved with that but um but yeah i, I mean it it's hard to um i was listening to one of your other interviews recently and I think you were actually speaking about this and I feel the same way. It's hard. It's a lot harder. I find myself working harder. Um, not my record. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, because you feel sort of, you know, it's hard to be the artist and the label. It's um, on a psychological level, like it's a lot easier to do it when you're pushing someone else's music, in my opinion. I wish I was the kind of person where that wasn't the case. Yeah. But, <laughs> well, it's but good I'm, to be humble. Yeah. Unfortunately, it just it's just harder, you know. Yeah. But it, I try. Try to make myself do certain things anyway, because I know that if I don't do them, no one's going that's to do right. them. That's so, right. Yeah, you know. I, I kind of feel like uh, if, yeah, I mean, on one hand, there's totally pros and cons. On one hand, it's like yeah. I'm doing so much more for myself than yeah. because I'm the artist and I'm working hard as the artist, but I'm also the label, working hard as the label. Uh, but yeah, there's there's other times I'm just like I am just not gonna pitch myself because I'm it's just too uncomfortable. So it's gonna miss out on this opportunity. Yeah, it's it's tricky. Um, you know, you just gotta do the best you can. I think, which is kind of how I'm trying to deal with it right now. And you know, um, let things happen as they happen, and you know, try try to do the best you can as the artist and the label, and and understand that that comes with some limitations totally but it doesn't have to you can always get help if needed i wonder if there's any labels out there who self-release and have no problem pitching themselves (laughs) i don't know probably i I think so but you know i'm jealous of those people (laughs) a lot of the labels i'd like to meet them yeah exactly a lot of the labels start off like i did which is just an imprint to self-release music are there any, and so I know yeah. our audience is very similar yeah. to us. Are there any words of caution you might have for labels who are starting out releasing their own music and, and who may eventually sign other artists? Um, I don't know. You know, it's funny. I mean, it, that's kind of what I did, you know? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> you know, it's been a long time and I, 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 like you, you know, wanted to put out a record and this was like almost 20 years ago now and, and did and used this name. And, and then I, uh, pretty quickly like ended up on an, another label and then another label. So the oh. label went into sort of hiatus and then came back. And then, you know, it's, it's been sort of, it's definitely been a labor of love that has had more active times than others. But I think, you know, I, I don't know. I think, I think you I don't know that there is one one right way, you know. I yeah. think it's different. Everybody's path is um is their own and and I think if I think it's good to really know if if it's something you want to do, but sometimes you have to start doing it in order to know that, you know. <laughs> so it's it's kind of hard to say, you know, that you beware of this or that because you you may like this or that. You <laughs> that's know? a great point. Yeah. No, that's true. <laughs> you may- you know, but like oftentimes doing it is how you find out. So. One of the things I love about uh, one of the, the pros of, of running your own of label is, is that the label is more likely to, to be around forever or to be around much longer than if it was, you know, just a couple of people coming together to do a thing. And it's because I'm always here and I'm always interested in making music. I don't foresee me stopping making music until I'm dead. So I think my imprint will always be around as long as I'm around. Yeah, you know, and and for someone like myself who has been on other labels, there's lots of great things that come from that. But there's also things like, you know, nobody knows how to do things the way you want them done as much as you. (laughs) You know, so that's... That's kind of like, that's a blessing and a curse a bit, but, um, it's also true. You know, I, you know, 
it's helpful to have a team, but the team doesn't always execute necessarily the way that you want or you think they should. So if it's yours, then, you know, that responsibility falls on you and however you end up doing it. So in, in some ways I sort of enjoy that challenge, but it is really hard, you know? I, <laughs> so, yeah. You know. I've never been able to, um, yeah, I've never been able to, uh, like work with, um, other people or to kind of farm out any, yeah, yeah, yeah it's weird. Oh, so you've never, you've never like worked with any, anyone else with your, your, for your releases? Oh, I have like, yeah, sorry. Um, like I have done, worked with like a publicist and, you know, mastering engineers and definitely like, yeah, uh, yeah. but no, I've never been able to like hire like an assistant or, or, or have uh, like a staff member come on and say, you handle these things just because I, yeah. I am intimidated by like the onboarding process. And then once they're yes. doing it, I could not, not micromanage. It's hard to delegate. Yes. I have that problem too. <laughs> but um, maybe that's something that you can eventually get better at. I, I hope that I can. I feel like if I'm ever going to grow the label more, I will need to get better at that. A hundred percent. You know, 100%. This, but um, you know, it's possible. Anything's possible. Yeah. And I, I no, I totally agree with you. And I, and I actually, I'm, I'm saying that as a flaw, that's a flaw for yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. I hear you. Having been signed to other labels and being an artist on your own label um, mm. must inform how you treat the artists on your label. I mean, having firsthand yeah. knowledge of, of what kind of things are important to artists. Yes. Uh, is that true? I, I, yeah, I believe so. I hope that my artists think so too. But um, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because, you know, I, I understand the things that they want and that, I, I mean, I think, you know, but it's also interesting to be on the label side ha after having and having artists, you know, like and understanding like um, why certain things are are not as easy as maybe I thought before I was putting out other people's records, you know. <laughs> um, so it's, it kind of goes both ways. But yeah, I do think that I, I lend to the artists that I've worked with a lot of understanding that they may may not get with other labels for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's just something so great about being, and I know a lot of our listeners are in the same space where we're, we're musicians, we're songwriters, we're performers, we're, we've been with other labels, we've worked with industry people, and mm. there's just having all of that, all of those perspectives, um, the best thing you can do is to try to be transparent with your artists and try to just, uh, you know their pain points, you know their pressure points and what's going to really bother them. Yes. Exactly. Um, so talk to me about your entry into music. Um, I, I, I'd love to hear back right from the beginning. Of like, where, do, where did this start? I mean, so very few people are born dreaming of starting a record label. <laughs> uh, but I'm interested in your, your entry. Um, well, I, I, you know, mine was more just a general music obsessiveness, mm. I think, from a little kid. And, um, you know, I think... I think I was obsessed with records and music. And I think, I don't know that I knew I was going to play music. Um, I, I used to think I wanted a record store, which I also do now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you that in your research, but um, I own a record store and I own a label. That's um, awesome. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So I think that the label came about because I wanted, like you said, I wanted to make, I wanted to make a, I made a record, you mm -hmm. know, and, um, and I, uh, it was the late, 
was early 2000s and I had made like an EP before that. And, you know, I, I think that I just knew that at that time, that was kind of how you, you did it. You know, you just, you pressed up CDs and, you know, you, you either, you put a, a label name on it. And I had grown up reading zines and, you know, going to record shops and, you know, seeing the whole like mail order scene. And, you know, so I did that. I made the CD and I sent it around and, and that was the label. Like, I didn't really think beyond that, that it was, <laughs> that it was right. going to have more of a life. And it didn't for a while. Um, I made that CD and then I ended up making my second record with a smaller label, an, another la- small label. And then from there, I ended up uh, putting out a couple records with Matador. So right. the, the label went by the wayside till about 2007. And um, it was actually <laughs> Matador. They were like, you know, you should put out some some singles. With It was their idea, like <laughs> I think to help like <laughs> promote me. <laughs> They're like, you should put out some singles on your label, like with other artists. And that's really sweet. That's kind of cool for them to say. Yeah. It was kind of like a, you know, I can't remember. I I think that that was how it actually came up. And so I decided to do like a, um, you know, like a seven inch series of singles with me and other artists. And I actually only ended up doing two. But that sort of morphed into, oh, my other friend wants to put out a record. And then this band, you know what I mean? And then. And suddenly I was putting out records like one, one or two a year after that, a few, a handful of years. So you, so just let me get this straight. Yeah. So, you, <laughs> so you started the label and uh-huh. then, um, and then you got signed to another label, then a bigger label. And uh-huh. so your label was just on the back burner until you could pick it up again. Is that right? Much, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it, it was really only a label in, in name. Yeah, well, it, they all are. <laughs> exactly. And then, you know, and then it became like sort of a, a side project thing while I was on Matador for fun. And then, but then I like, I think I liked, I like doing it. And I was like, oh, this, this is cool. Like I could put out my friends, their CD because they're really good and the drummer plays with me. And then I can put out, you know, Mascot who ran the label that, put out my first, my second record, you know, right, and it's right. like, you know, you know how it goes. <laughs> uh, what was the year that it um, got started, like, in name only? That was 2002. Oh, okay, okay. Yep. Yep, so wow. next year's technically 20. <laughs> Holy, yeah. are you going to celebrate yeah. that? Yeah, I've been thinking about it. I've been thinking about ways to do it. I haven't really come up with anything concrete yet, but I have a few uh, ideas. Oh, good, so, good. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, I definitely think you should. I mean, I, I actually go by my, the date that I like bought a domain and started working (laughs) with other labels was in 2010. But my first time I put the name on the back of one of my own CDs was 2003. So yeah, yeah, but I, I actually don't go by that date just cause it was totally phony, but (laughs) yeah, I know, but But that's amazing though. 20 years. Yeah. It's gotta be great especially as a creative person who gets excited by new things all the time, it's got to be great to look back and say, hey, I've been doing the same thing consistently, you know, uh, committed to this one thing for 20 years. It's pretty crazy to think about actually how long it's been. And, and, you know, I, I didn't, I started playing in 1996, I guess, like in a a band and then, you know, so it's been quite a while, but like, yeah, it's, you know, you love something and then suddenly you've devoted half your life to it. <laughs> it's I, like, where did the time go? I know. <laughs> you know? It's I know. crazy. And it's kind of, it's terrifying too, a little bit. It is, but it's also like, you know, 
I mean, I think we love things for a reason, you know, mm-hmm. and in some ways that's actually what a lot of my new record is about. It's kind of examining that time when you, when I fell in love with music. So, oh, that's great. Um, well, at least the title track is, but, um, so, you know, it's, it's, and I'm at that point in my life where I'm sort of thinking and evaluating a lot of things, um, which, you know, I do in general as a songwriter, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah, um, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, it, it is, it is certainly like a, a, a mile marker or something. Um, so you were playing, you started off as, as a musician when you were yeah. young. When did you, was there ever a point that you can, now that, now that you know, and you've been doing this 20 years, you look back into some of the things you were into in high school or college. Was there a point where you started to recognize a business acumen or some sort of, Hey, I like the, I like the, the business side of music as well. Yeah. I mean, I think so. I think it was, it was probably later than that. Mm-hmm. Cause I didn't really, you know, um, I, I think I always, I, I sort of always was into the, the labels as seeing how they worked and, and, um, you know, the business side of it and, and as an artist as well, you know, um, and, and I, I learned pretty quickly that there were lots of, uh, and, and it's, and that it's changing all the time, but there's, there's lots of ways to sort of succeed or not succeed (laughs) as a musician, as a, and as a label. And I think as time moves on, like those things change all the time, which is, somewhat frustrating but um but it's kind of fascinating too mm. like it's a it's a business with like you know i feel like the, the like the walls are always moving you know what i mean this yes. like always moving like, yes you know um so yeah I've, I've found that to be challenging and also um you know something that i was interested in pretty early on i'd say you know from when i when i first started um putting out records and stuff like i think i liked that um challenge of it beyond just the the art the artistic side sure you know? is yeah. there now is there part of the job i mean you have to do pr you have to do yeah. production and, and and manufacturing is there a part of the job now that you that you really enjoy um yeah <laughs> or is it just all of it yeah well, you know i i, I enjoy I, I think i would enjoy it I think I have a real time issue. Like I have a lot of things going on. So it's, it's hard for me to, um, to, to devote enough time to all the different things that I do, yeah, I think is my yeah. main issue. Yeah. So I think that that is a struggle for me, but I do enjoy many aspects of running the label. I like, um, helping music get out there that mm. may not otherwise, um, in the same way I enjoy, um, you know, being part of a community of other musicians and labels. Um, and I've made a lot of friends through this. Um, you know, and I just, I love being part of music and I always have. So, um, I think that as far as that, the actual work part of it, you know, it's, it's all kind of fun slash necessary slash annoying slash, (laughs) you know what I mean? It's just whatever mood you're in. Exactly. That I was just going to say, depending on the day, you know, because yeah. there's so many, you know, there's like an endless amount of work if you decide to take it all on, you yeah. know, like there's so many elements of the industry that, you know, have a potential way, quote unquote, in. So, 
I, you know. I think that, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's totally right. Like some days I'm like glad to be doing accounting. Other days I'm like yeah. crying doing it. But I, I know, right? I just feel like there, what I like, tell me if this is true for you, because I, I often yeah. wonder if all of us label people are similar, but I, I like the variety of the job. I like that yeah. I can do a spreadsheet one day and then another day I can mix a record. Like I just love yeah. <laughs> that huge, huge amount of variety. Yeah, I do like that. Yeah, it's definitely never boring. You know, yeah. there's, there's, there's a lot to do and, um, and it's, it's cool. There's always new things to learn too. And that's what's cool about things like what you're doing mm-hmm. is that there's, you know, a lot of people out there doing this sort of work now that you can learn from. So that's right. Know. And did you, so in 2002, yeah, did, were there, a, was there labels that you were admiring and that you were, you know, kind of mimicking in any way? Oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. You know, Matador probably, probably Drag yeah. City, Kill Rock Stars. Sure. I loved, um, yes. you know, uh, those are the ones off the top of my head I can think of, Yeah, but there was a lot, yeah, yeah, um, it, and you know, and and I kind of, yeah, exactly. It was like they sort of provided a roadmap and, um, and still do to to an extent a lot these mm-hmm. days. But you know, everything has changed so much since then, though. It's just I I feel like I'm constantly like trying to like every time because this is actually my record coming out. This is the first one we put out since 2019. So okay, yeah. I mean, I've, I've done a few like little singles here and there, but I kind of was you know, going to put something out last year, but then things were nuts, but. Oh, really? I, what happened last year? Oh, just, I'm joking. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. You got just, me there. I was like, what? Just a pandemic. Um, <laughs> just that. Yeah. So, you know, I had kind of been regrouping anyway, just to sort of, you know, I, I think I had spread myself a little thin for a couple of years there. So I was like, well, I'm going to go back and do my record and then see how that goes. And then maybe try to work on some other projects. So. Right. And, and so yeah. one of the things I'm wondering if you, I, I, when you started talking about this, I was, I was thinking about this and I wonder if you were heading in this direction is that, you know, you released a record in 2021. The last time was 2019, which isn't a, a huge span, but it, there, there is a lot of things that change from, you know, yeah. you might've had a lot of Spotify success in 2019 because it was a little bit more accessible. And now it's, 30, 40, 50,000 songs a day being uploaded. Like things change yeah. so much in between albums. Um, how do you yeah. cope with that? Oh, it's crazy. You know, like, I mean, and that when I say 2019, that was just for any any record on the oh, label. Oh, not, not your, oh, yeah. right. No, okay. no, no. My, my last record came out in 2016. So, oh my gosh. Yeah, so it's been quite a while. Yeah. But yeah, for Spotify, like all of that stuff is, is a little bit of a mystery to me. I've had a little luck with some playlisting, but that's come more from... Um, uh, kind of like the, the the secret success of my label has been licensing. Uh, right. we've, we've, we've done good with a lot of television and film licensing just because I've had a good relationship with a company called Bank Robber Music since like my second record. Okay. And they they took on the whole label. So at, at some points, like what's helped with me and, and, and the label on Spotify is like, you know, a lot of the shows will create a playlist yes, for the, right. the, the, you know, and if we get, if I get on one of those or one of the artists get on one of those, that will, you know, that just like changes everything. That's, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, they have like rabid fan bases and exactly. Yeah, but that, yeah. you know, you can't really control that though. It's just like, yeah. It, yeah. It's just kind of a little, you can't work drop, that into so. a release plan. Right? Exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. Although it's, it's been a big part of my label, you know? Okay. Explain, so, but, talk to me about it. Cause it's, 
it's the dream of everybody that we have, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's evasive for most of us. Well, this is the thing. Like it, it's it's been the from from my own career, it's kind of been the one area where I've been sort of um consistently successful. Um okay. and I've sort of That's built awesome. Yeah, you know, thank you. And like, you know, but I I don't I don't have any answers to how it happened except that <laughs> except that, you know, I I I think like being a fem- female singer-songwriter was like a technically like good voice for that type of thing. Okay. Who writes sort of emotional songs, you sure. know, I think that that has helped me, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, no, I I totally get that. <laughs> um but um and I just I just had a good amount of luck with that with the the first record after uh my second Matador record I put out on Kayam in 2011 and just had like a massive success with like licensing on that album. And, um, it, you know, it just, it kind of propelled me to sort of really, um, expand the label at that point. And. Okay. So can we back, I know we can't, yeah. repli- <laughs> I, I know we can't replicate your success, but like, yeah. how did you, was it teaming up with like a production house or, or dating a music supervisor? Like what was the, how did it work? (laughs) No, you know, unfortunately, no, but um, (laughs) what I, I, like I said, there's this company that I work with called bank robber music and they're like a sync, they're like a sync placement company. There's there's a bunch of them now, but I've been with them a long time. And for whatever reason, I think it was like a sweet spot in licensing at that point too. Like, I don't know that that exists now. It didn't happen with my last record. Like I got a couple, but like, but like for this one, it was like nuts. I mean, I was on like twenty different shows or something wow. crazy, like in the span of like a year. I don't, I don't know what happened. There's, Maybe. I wish I could tell you how to yeah. replicate it. Yeah, and it was just a it was <laughs> like I a no window. Idea. I think you're dead yeah. on about the genre, though. I just want to park on this for a second because yeah, and this is I think this is true about Spotify playlists. And mm-hmm. there are some people like I've talked to some people in like uh, the house music scene and electronic music, and and they're mm-hmm. asking about sync licensing and they're asking about mm-hmm. Spotify playlists. And I, I just think there are certain genres and, and a, a female yeah. singer songwriter is so perfect for Grey's Anatomy and for all of yeah. the, the the Netflix shows. Totally. It, so I, I do think the genre plays a bigger role than people are willing to admit. It does. And there's other genres that are very good yes. for sync licensing yes. as well, you know? Yes. And, like, and for playlisting, like, you know, electronic and uh, ambient music and all that kind of stuff. So it's, there are, quote unquote, I guess formulas, but they they also are always changing. It seems like so that's like, true too. Yeah, as soon you know, as so, yeah, yeah. So as soon as you try to like figure out how something works, <laughs> I think too late. it changes. Yeah. So you yeah. know that's why it's always better to just do what you do. I think, and I mean that's how. I mean, literally, like that album was made when I was. I thought I, I didn't even know if I was going to play music anymore, and I was like so like down on everything, and and then that all that happened. So it's like, and I just made the record that I wanted to make. I didn't. I wasn't trying to like be you know licensing queen. It just happened. It was really <laughs> weird. <laughs> Have you ever heard that ABBA song, licensing yeah. queen? It's not as popular. Yeah. Um, well, you know, that's so, a good idea. Um, can I ask you about the big licensing uh, gig you got? Your publicist didn't say that that was off the off the record. Um, the big gig that I got, like um, the, the big placement that you had that I, that turned up in my research. Oh, the, um, the, uh, the Apple one. That would be the one. Oh yeah. So that one, um, that was actually a one-off that wasn't even from a record. It was, um, Oh, okay. I was wondering, yeah. I couldn't find it. Yeah. So yeah, it's on YouTube and stuff, but yeah, it's not like, it was a single. Yeah. Okay. So this, this was, um, 
when I had just moved to Nyack, and um, this is actually how we ended up starting the record shop with the once I we decided to to sort of invest the money in that, yeah, um, and, and the label as well, but the shop too, just as like a more of a steady day job, which has turned to, into taking over my life completely. <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, I, it was this a song that this company that I was telling you that I work with occasionally will you know, put out a call to, you know, looking for certain types of songs and um, have you demo it, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, they asked me to write something. I think it was for um, like a Monday Night Football or some commercial okay. type of situation, okay. <laughs> you know? And they send you like an idea of like, yep. you know, what, yeah, what they're I've, looking for. Yeah, I've done for. those, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. And so I wrote this song and, and uh, of course, you know, you, and I did it like in a day and recorded it yeah. in the studio where I usually work out of and, you know, I didn't hear anything. And then like a week later, they were like, well, that you didn't get that, but we're pitching it for this iPhone ad. <laughs> and, I, and then, and then I, and then I got it and it was like, it was oh just, it was, gosh. it was internet only, but it was, it was a, a substantial, you know, yeah. payday for yeah. a little songwriter. Um, I bet. And just a perfect song. I saw the spot. It's, it's oh, beautiful. Very you. emotional. It, it's, it's, it's incredible. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, I was pretty pleased with what they did with it, actually. So there was some pretty know, I, big artists who got their breakthrough Apple. I mean, Feist yeah, being one of them, but totally, yeah, yeah. You know, so it, it hasn't ever turned into like a huge like change for me in 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 as much as like as a performing artist and right. touring and selling records. Like I still do those things, but it didn't. I didn't become Feist. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean, right. right. <laughs> um, but you know, it's cool. I found I'm like still working on, you know, my path, which is you know kind of what that song's about, actually. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, I've 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 had um, I've had those calls. I, I ignore them now because I always spend a day write a great tune or a a, a fitting tune, and yeah. then I and in the back of my mind, I'm starting to spend the money. You know, yeah. I'm gonna buy this piece of gear, and then, you, you can't do that. Yeah, you, can't, you you have to always expect that it's not gonna happen. Like well, I this. do now. Yeah, 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 because it never does. Like it almost, it almost never does. Yeah, it, it's. Yeah. And I was just talking about this with um, our. I can tell you how many times I've written, I've done that. Oh, too. I so don't like, want to know. I don't, don't think that. Don't think that I've like you know. I just like you know. Spit them out and collect the checks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not like that, you know. I, I would be so jealous if that were true. I, yeah, I remember the too. first time I ever <clears throat> heard about this game. I somebody at a manufacturing plant uh, was do was just getting into licensing, and mm -hmm. they knew that we we wrote and recorded tunes, and so they messaged me and said, "Hey, listen, you know this um, company. It was a bread company, and they want a song about such and such, and it's got to be." 60 seconds and this happens at this point, whatever. And so yeah. I got all my my friends together one night and we uh -huh. wrote a song together, about four or five writers together, wrote a cool. song. We all recorded it and sent it off. But it was my first time in that business. And I kind of assumed that this contact of mine, that we were the only ones pitching for the song, that, that she just oh, yeah. had this... <laughs> thing that her, you know, she's working for a, a director and they needed this song. And I was like, oh, great. We just yeah, got a gig. Yeah. And uh, yeah. that was my, my first naive experience. And I've since yeah. become less naive, but gosh, did I have the money spent? Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a, it's a ruthless, it's a ruthless business. Well, I've, I've, I've had my heart broken many a time, yeah, so I sympathize. Yeah. All I'm so, I'm, I'm happy to hear that there's somebody out there in the world who's got that positive phone call. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, no, it was, it was a happy day. I was I was talking to a um, publishing uh, friend of mine, and we were saying how those music supervisors or the directors or the production houses, they call you in, in just like so frantic, and they send like tens of yeah. tons of emails, like we need this track, and it needs to be this quick, 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 quick. Then you send uh-huh. it, and then like crickets, nothing. nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Two months later, it's like what happened with that? Oh, you nine point nine. Times out of ten, that's how it goes, you yeah. know. And it's not; it's, it's it's usually it's like there could be a million things that have nothing to do with you for why that's happening too. So yeah, it's hard. It's hard to you know. Yeah, uh, managing expectations. That's yeah. the whole name <laughs> of the game. Let me ask you a little bit about publishing, just because I, I was on it and and um, yeah. it, it, like uh, you know, in the licensing world and and being with other labels and being a songwriter, it's something you've probably had to deal with what about with publishing with your artists do you help them with publishing at all uh, how, how does that work from your standpoint um i have a little bit in the last handful of you know i don't have a ton of artists on my label but for the last several years because the company that i do the licensing you know sync side with they also are rough trade publishing they have a publishing oh, arm okay so that so they most of the time end up taking on the artists on their public it's just an admin though it's not okay. like a you yeah. know it's not like sony or something yeah, but like they cool. they take a small cut and they they help set all that up for them as well you know they sign up for ascap or bmi and then they they collect from all of the different places for for the artists okay that's great and yeah and that's you know we were, we've been working through some publishing material for the, the community recently and that's yeah. That seems to be like the the most appropriate thing I think for a label is to kind of say, hey, hey, you know, here you should call these people and and they'll help you. Yeah, I mean, it's not. It's certainly not required. They no. could totally. They yep. could totally go with whoever you know, or do it themselves. You know, yeah. as well. Um, you know, but it's it's generally like you know they help them set up their own publishing name and and then just help collect. But it's yeah, it's not like a like a straight publishing deal. It's just like, I happen to have this relationship with this admin. If you are interested and want the help, you know? Yeah. And as, as long as, as long as they're into it too, the, yeah. the rough trade. So yeah, that's great. But, yeah. It's one of those things that, I mean, for you, especially with all of your, um, sinks that it's so important for you personally, but it's one of those things that's so intimidating, so arduous. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. It's just, I've just been fortunate that that's been, um, an area that I've had good partners from the, almost the very beginning of yeah. my career, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and the thing that's continued, I think, you know, I think as an artist and as a label, you know, like y- you gotta have some wins or it's really hard to keep going, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and like, um, you know, seriously, like you gotta have some positive and I don't just mean financially, I mean, just, yeah. um, you know, positive, um, affirmation that people are into what you're doing. So I think like, so I think that's been big for me, you know, to know that like there, there's an area that is, is like definitively, you know, successful, you know? So, you know, and it, and it, and it, it waxes and wanes and how much, but like, it's been a pretty consistent, um, part of my career and the labels, um, you know, development as well. So as an artist and also as a label, because it, the placement you got with Apple was, was, you know, it, a project from your label, right? Yes, it was. Yeah. So it does that. Um, I love what you're saying about, you know, these little wins. Does that mm-hmm. put fuel in the tank? Like how, how long can you drive on that, that type of <laughs> affirmation? 
it did it did for a while yeah. um you know but it, no it's 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 tough you know like it um you can you can drive on it for a little while but i think it comes back to what i was saying about one of your other questions is like you know there has to be a, a real genuine love i think for what you're doing mm-hmm. because and and like a reason for doing it beyond um money <laughs> or right. or or even um uh necessarily um attention Acclaim. or yeah. you know yeah. play or mm-hmm. or plays you know or likes and all that <laughs> shit cuz you know i mean i think it's really hard to be a musician right now and and run a label and just be a person for that matter in the world we live in so like you know it, there's a lot there's a lot of stuff getting, coming at it's all getting of getting dark us. here yeah no, i don't i don't mean it no i 100% i 100% know you know you mean. Um, yeah so you know i think that um when the good things uh, you know that are obviously good happen yeah you got to savor them and but you can't you, you also can't like you know expect them yeah you got to you just got to keep going i think and find your own internal like you know fuel system somehow <laughs> right. you know you know and that can be just you know friends and and other people who are you know things like this what you're doing i think is great and um you know being part of a community and mm. and uh which has been harder lately but i think we're hanging in there and uh yeah yeah i think that it, it's it's both and as amy and i my wife and partner in the record store say um you know there's it's it's both things you know mm-hmm. like you, you got to take those those good um concrete wins but also like create your own i think reasons for why you're doing what you're doing that aren't based on necessarily on outcomes you know yeah, what i mean totally that is so important I, i'm i'm a sucker for it's hard <laughs> yeah yeah I, i'm a sucker for logging into spotify for artists every day and just because i yeah. need that pat on the back like yeah I, you're doing okay. I get it <laughs> yeah no i get it you know i think it's it's but uh, you are though you know what i mean like either way <laughs> mm, oh that's nice uh, let's talk about the record store uh, what i love yeah. about record labels uh, especially these unique small ones that i have on the show is how everyone has like you know everyone has a record label but then then it's different you know they have some sort of different thing and for you you're an artist on the label and you've done these sync things with tv uh, and then you have the record store. So explain that because I think that's so cool when you have these not just sources of income, but sources yeah. of of touch points with music fans is so cool. Talk to me about yeah. the record store. The store is cool. I mean, it's I named when we first opened it. I named it after the label. We named it the Kaim Record mm-hmm. Shop, and um, and uh, I think because the name of the label is sort of weird, it, like it, we eventually changed the name partly because it was confusing the okay. label and the store at the same time, yeah. but also because we're on Main Street in Nyack and so we changed the name to Main Street Beat. Oh, but also nice. because we because we um yeah it's a cool name, right? Yeah, that's great. <laughs> but we it's a record shop, but we also sell books and like vintage clothing and stuff. So it's oh, um great. it's a little bit more of like a it's a record store for sure. It's probably seventy percent records, but it's more like a community type space. And um so we changed the name but um Point being is that because it started around the time of that, the Apple ad, it was just, it was sort of, it felt like a good next step, like as far as creating, um, like you said, a touchstone or kind of like a home base in a way, you know, Mm -hmm. um, for all of the different projects and 
you know, and also it's for the label, like it's a place to sell the records, <laughs> you know, sure. and we do, you know, it's like literal, like a literal place and, <laughs> um, and, and promote that the, the label as well. And, and also just be part of, um, a record store community, which is, you know, was really my first love, I think was just records and yeah. taking them home and, and like having that relationship with them. And, um, as a kid and, and then sort of growing through that. And then just to be part of having a place like that, you know, still existing and, and having it be mine. And, and uh, it's just been really cool. It's, it's also like a hell of a lot more work than I, than I really? think I imagined, yeah. you know, when I was like, Oh, it's, we're going to open a record store. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot to do, but, but, um, one of the, but it's cool, you know. One of the it's, things I'm jealous about about having a physical retail space is that a lot of us who work for indie record labels, uh, everything we do is online for the most part. Yes. And yeah. so for you to have like actually have somebody come into a store, pick up a record, smile, get excited, yeah. go to the counter, that that's just yeah. a feeling we don't often get. No, it's it, that is really cool, you know, um and and the store, you know, the store and the label merge a little, not a ton, but like I have like a little rack in there and little press quotes and, sure. you know, people, but most people don't have any, like any idea <laughs> like, you know. Well, that's very, that's very humble you know? of you. I would be putting yeah. my records everywhere. <laughs> I'd be like, you don't want that. Buy this yeah. one. <laughs> I, I've got, it's funny because one of the artists on the label, um, worked in the store for a little while and he was like that. And I was like, man, I wish I could be more like you. <laughs> he was always like, bye. Buy my record. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Does I mean there? I would think that uh, having a record store could inform some of your record label decisions that you make because you have <laughs> such a on the ground experience. You have no idea. Yeah, Explain. It's, it's, Tell me. Well, it's true because I. Well, it's so funny because like I, I used to think I would, you know. The record before we had the store, you know, I would go around to stores and try to get them to buy my record or other records on the, you know, and sometimes they would, and sometimes they would just be like, well, you don't, you know, it's, they don't, they didn't really want to because it wasn't necessarily like, you know, something that they knew they were going to be able to sell, you know, like, sure. and consignment is kind of a pain in the butt. And like, yeah. I understand so many more things from like the other side now. Yeah. And it's not that you don't want to um, support the artists in your community. It's just that it, it's really like a beast having a retail space to keep up with everything. Yeah. So I understand more that element of like just how much stores have to deal with. So like, I think it's, it's interesting. Like is I, I've like learned, like I think the best way to approach them or is um, carrying things. And I am going to do a little bit of that with my record. Like I don't actually have I sort. I don't really have a physical distribution company right now that I'm using. Okay. So, I think I'm actually going to just try to do a bit of direct, and then I'm touring in April, so I'll probably just try to sell most of them then, if yeah. not before. Yeah. But but I do. It, you really see. Um, I really get to see everything from every side, you know, <laughs> which can be, which is great, but is also a bit disheartening because <laughs> you sort of know, like you can see you like see behind the curtain of all of it and how it's really hard to, um, you have, it, it, it's like, you know, when you go on a job interview and, and you, you tell, you, you tell people like, well, I want to work at this company because such and such and such, but really they want to hear like why, 
they should hire you, like mm. what you're going to do for them. Mm. You know what I mean? Yes. It's kind of like that, you know? And like record stores, they just, they want to know that their records are going to sell that are in the store. That's right. <laughs> you know I mean? That's right. Yeah. Because you can't, you can't send them back. You know what I mean? Like you can't, you can't return vinyl. Sure. Like you can't, you can't. And it's a, it's 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 expensive. It's a big risk. So it's so interesting to hear you say all this because we just recorded a, <clears throat> excuse me, an industry insider episode with a, a record store owner and focusing on the topic of running a record store and how uh, record labels can you know do a better job at at, at supporting record stores and and getting their records in stores. And mm-hmm. one of the big takeaways from this conversation, this episode will, that I'm talking about, will be out a few weeks to months after your episode. But um, one of the the interesting things was this record store owner was saying, make it easy for me. Like, you exactly. know, you can't assume that I'm just going to carry everything, but mm-hmm. make it easy. Even if it's just cons- like offering consignment or coming mm-hmm. back in and checking on inventory yourself. Like, yep. ah, man, yep. that's, it's just, I think there is something very arrogant about us to think, hey, I press vinyl, you're my local record yeah. store. You should carry it. And it's hard because like you, you want to, and I want to be the person yeah. as the, as the artist, That's right. I know how it is. I want to support everybody, but you literally just can't do it. Like you yeah. can't keep up with it because it's as you, because as you know, everyone and their brothers is putting out a record right now, which is why <laughs> we can't get anything pressed. So, so like, you know, so like, you know, and they all want to have it in your store. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, it's just, it's, 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 it's tough, but I uh, I don't know if I answered your question. No, no, um, no. Yeah. <laughs> I, I no, it wasn't really a question. I just thought it was interesting because what you yeah. said echoes what what yeah. my friend said, and, and I just thought, wow, yeah, that's make really it easy. interesting. If you make it easy, and I've been thinking about that too, like how can I make it easy to yeah. get like if I pick the twenty stores I'm gonna tour, places I'm gonna stop, like you know. How can I make it easy for them to pick up ten co- or five copies of the record and maybe yeah. a couple of a couple of like the fairy the Martha Junior Fairies record or the, the Trying DVD record like when in like one swoop for me like should I free shipping and or get, offer a T shirt you know what I mean yeah. like things like that you know and and make it attractive to the store you know there's got to be some even just as simple as as um, posting, you know, a picture of the store on your social media so that the fans, your followers who are local to that area will run yeah. down to the shop and say, don't buy it from my band camp, buy it directly from your store. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. There's, that, there's lots of things. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, that is, that is a good, a really good point that whoever that was you were talking to, which is kind of what I was trying to say too. That's great. It's just think, it's just think about it from their perspective. This has been fun to chat with you. Thank you so much for doing this. Uh, sure, thanks for having me. Such a uh, a great system. And and as I was like digging in in the research, something new would come up. Like you know, your, <laughs> the story with with Matador or with with Apple or with the record store. It's such an exciting career you've had. Congratulations. Thank you. It's a it's been a whirlwind. It's I'm going to try to I'm going to try to keep it going. <laughs> <laughs> I have a I have a, a couple more things I want to ask you for our patrons, yeah. so stick around. Sure. Okay. Okay. If you want to hear my extended interview with Jennifer, please go to otherrecordlabels.com slash Patreon to become a patron and support the podcast and get exclusive access to our bonus episodes and our extended interviews and a lot more. Thank you so much for being a listener. I really appreciate it.
go to kiamrecords.com. That's spelled K-I-A-M records.com to hear more and to find out more about today's guest.